2: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, your jam that champion, and I'm joined as always by my intangible co-host, making his triumphant return post Chicago. You busted! It is Tempest, the wrestler. How you doing, mate?
1: I, I don't have a crown to point to anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have it. It's down there. I just can't wear it because I got headphones on. Stupid yeah. AirPods died. Yeah, I feel like my my life is really being divided up into pre-chicago and post-chicago right now
2: yeah
1: everything just feels different there's a different like filter that's been put over the world through my eyes right now having gone mm-hmm. through such an experience like that but but yeah i'm hanging in there pete i'm a little tired good. but I'm i was, was gonna in say
2: there. still recovering most likely but yeah still doing well that's good so i will very quickly get to some emails now Because I'm going to assume that the rest of the podcast will be tell me about your time in Chicago (laughs) And then you can tell me some stuff about what happened Uh, Because I you know, I've seen various pictures. I've seen things that happened. So I, I need to I need to know all the details Okay, um, but first I'll do an email here from Dave That says Pete Tempest Pete slash Tempest with two exclamation marks at the end of it. Um There is a third Uso. Just notice that the Uso's real-life brother, Joseph Fatu, has been signed to a developmental contract. As he has two years' experience, do you think he will head straight to SmackDown for the Bloodline storyline and learn on the job in the same way Omos did? Also, will he be Joey Uso? Regards, Dave Parker. Uh, PS, love all the channels and work you guys do. LIW for life. Thank you very much.
1: I have no idea. My guess would be that they are not interested in fast-tracking a whole lot of people to the main roster. They've never really done that unless it's like AJ Styles or somebody. You know, They usually want to at least give people some time at the Performance Center to figure out the WWE system. So I would probably lean towards guessing that. As far as when he does show up on the main roster, if he shows up on the main roster, I don't know what they're going to call him. I don't know if they'll lean into the the Uso thing or if he'll be, you know, Joseph Fatu or or whatever, but they might do it. I don't know.
2: I think it'd be weird if they just called him uh, something Fatu and just ignored the Uso relationship, considering that their entire characters are kind of based around family right now. It would just be a bit weird, wouldn't it?
1: I mean, yeah, but the Usos and Roman Reigns, they've all got work names, too.
2: Oh well, yeah, totally. But I mean, they should yeah. just fit the work name with them, yeah. rather than be like, "Hey, this is Jay Uso, this is Jimmy Uso, and Mr. Fatu."
1: <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> and feel they're all brothers. They've done that before. I feel Probably. like they've done. Well, I mean, they yeah. Uh... I don't yeah. know. We'll see.
2: Whatever. Um, but yes, thank you. Uh, we've also got one here for an email from Falafel Guy that says. Hi, Pete and Tempest. I'm emailing in after listening to your NXT review and hearing all the Poe talk. I have attached an image of some street art that has been posted up on the side of a building along my bus route out of Birmingham City Centre. No idea why. Size makes no sense either. Hope you enjoy. Also, happy birthday, Pete. It's not my birthday. Um, Let me see if I can upload this real quick, uh, because I did just download it. Uh... (sighs) Hosted? Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but now I don't know what I saved it as, so I'm I'm, oh, I'm having trouble finding it.
1: Falling apart today,
2: dude. Um,
1: you've been here, here for so long.
2: I'm all over the place, dude. You
1: got here so early. I did. What's happening
2: because I've been busy. There's a reason I needed to come in early. It's because I had work to do, and I've been doing that work. This right, is work. Yeah, it sure is. Oh my god! There it is. Look at that street up.
1: Why is That's it a good. black and white Poe with a really know. long antenna?
2: I don't know. It looks like a spoon or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Poe spoons need to be a thing. Yeah, it's like Which a Poe swizzle stick. Spoons? Is that is that what they spo Spoons? Sp- po? Sp- <laughs> spoons? Poe? Spoons? It almost works. get there. Yep, I'm sure I've just got to keep trying another 7,000 times and I'll definitely get it. Um, Yeah, that was weird. But thank you for sharing, uh, Falafel Guy. Uh, Let's get to talk about NXT and then we're going to talk about Chicago afterwards. Um, So yeah, let's talk about NXT because (laughs) it was Dexter Loomis' bachelor party and there was a zombie there. Do we need to provide context? No, because WWE doesn't. Let's talk about it. Tempest is dancing. He's having a good time. We went to Chicago. I did. I sure did. I got a shirt. I, you know you know. I did not that, Tempest? I watched this episode of NXT this morning. That's what I did. And I was so confused by a lot of things. But mainly by this. Because <laughs> we had Dexter Loomis' bachelor party. Which at times made me laugh. I thought it was quite funny. The axe throwing bit was very funny, I thought. And accurate. That's actually yes. how
1: you throw an axe. So I was like, points
2: for detail. It's very good and it fits in with the whole Dexter Loomis being a serial killer thing. It was really funny. And then there was a bit before that when they went go-karting and they just had a zombie with them. And they didn't explain it. He was just there. It was a referee who was a zombie until he wasn't. I- All right, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was so confused And me and I was I was uh, I was in the office watching NXT today, and it's just me and Adam that are in today. and I was just leaning over to Adam. I was like, Adam, can you help me out here? can you can you help explain? What's happening with this zombie man in this segment right here? And uh and he couldn't. He couldn't explain it. Uh and I was saying I I eventually did a little bit of research, and it's a throwback to Halloween Havoc when it was Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes, and I had some zombies in that match. It was it was dumb then, but you know, whatever. It's throwback Cameron Grimes was here at the Bachelor party, and Dexter Loomis was there continuity means there's a zombie all right sure Sure. you know what sure fine let's go with that and then i said to him adam can you explain to me what the joke is please and he couldn't (laughs) because he's saying he said probably it's wwe going you know it'd be funny if there was a zombie and that's about as far as it goes. And he said, mechanically, everything he knows about comedy, there isn't a joke. There's no, there's no setup and payoff. There's no, there's nothing funny about it. It's just the fact that there is a zombie, and it was so weird. <laughs> I didn't know what to make of it at all. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. I, I just. What? Why is it? The- What is a show? And I think it's just, it's what made it even more funny for me is going from the contrast of the high of All Out (laughs) and having all of the debuts in the world and all the things making sense and having like all this storyline continuity and Adam Cole joining the elite again and all that stuff. And then you, you watch NXT and it's just, and there's a zombie. Cool. (sighs) (sighs)
1: <sighs> <sighs> zombie ref baby My <laughs> god Like yeah I I saw it and went Whatever and just put it out of my mind I didn't think about it again because I was like No I'm not going to let them do it to me I'm not going to let them bring my mood down Because it's just as dumb <laughs> And like all morning I've had uh, People say like Yeah it's from Halloween Havoc As if that explains Why there's a zombie <laughs> That doesn't explain anything. No. It's like so- okay, that's that's why they did it. Like they that's the beginning part of the explanation. Mm-hmm. But like what's the rest of the explanation? What is the joke? It's like, no, it just doesn't exist. <laughs>
2: I don't know i don't know i couldn't stop laughing at it because it was just to do but then he wasn't a zombie because okay so let let, let, let me actually explain what happened so it was they they had two separate segments of the night they had the bachelorette party for indy hartwell and had the bachelor party with dexter loomis so you had cameron grimes you had odyssey jones uh drake maverick uh dexter loomis johnny gargano and the zombie breath was this daryl sharma i couldn't
1: quite tell through the uh makeup and whatever but it was this hornet, because that's my guy. sure. Yeah. Though, you you remember the one ref that just started doing PWG spots in the middle of a yes. tag match a few yeah, months yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same, it's the same think, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Then
2: that's that's Daryl. Yeah, that's my yeah. guy. Uh, which you know, sure, whatever. <laughs> so that they all go go karting with 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 Zombie Man, uh, and. <laughs> sure, they do some go-karting Dex- <laughs> Dexter Lumis crashes, Johnny Gargano overtakes him And then he wins Then they do the axe throwing Where Dexter Lumis corrects Johnny's axe throwing Because Johnny just can't get it right And Dexter corrects his throw And he gets it And he just does a very funny little like Thumbs up afterwards Which I, I laughed at, I thought that was very good um, Then they did some laser tag Against some random jabronis I also really like this of Dexter just not using the lasers at all and just choking people out for then Johnny to come up and then zap them once they were already dead. That was funny. Oh, that was good. And then there was the zombie just started saying, see, Dexter isn't as bad as you think. And then someone said, wait, you're Canadian. Is that the payoff? Is that the payoff to the zombie being there?
1: He just was pretending to be a zombie the <laughs> whole time. I zombie. guess
2: was that was that a dare? Was that a bet? They say you you need to come to this this stag do, but you gotta you gotta be a zombie for it for continuity purposes.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <sighs> like- <sighs> I can't. Get- I ju- I ju- I just find it f- so funny. I just find it hilarious, and I know people are going to take it way too seriously and be like, "Oh, you're criticizing the show too much, and you're overthinking it, or whatever." I j- I just find it so funny. I'm not even mad about it. It's not even like, "Oh, this show sucked because of this thing." It was just absolutely hilarious to me. I, it just was so weird, just so out of place because they didn't even acknowledge him at all. He was just there being a zombie and everyone was like okay let's go do a bachelor pie. it's like none of you guys are going to comment on the, the the actual zombie that's there <laughs> just...
1: yeah i just, <laughs> just ignored surfing. it i ignored it like they did honestly yeah. you know because i i gave this segment a five <laughs> out of five in the the edited review yeah because it was one of the few examples of them actually having one of these Dexter Loomis segments have like a very clear motivation Mm -hmm. and very clear idea behind it where he's trying to win over Johnny Gargano and he does that in each little section of his bachelor party. And by the end, he accomplished that goal. Perfect. Done. We did like three months of Dexter Loomis segments that didn't start anywhere. Didn't go anywhere. They didn't make any progress with anything. And it was a waste of time. Ever since they got together, the little bits every week have all, like, made sense. They should have just been doing this the entire time. Mm -hmm. But this was like, this is exactly what I want. That being said, why did they have, like, a 12-year-old's birthday party as a (laughs) bachelorette party? (laughs) Like, I get it. It's a PG show. But, like, you couldn't at least have them, like, shot from the outside coming in and out of a club or something? I don't know. I
2: don't know, man. It's... Funny, uh, no, wrong one. This one peace upset that WWE has zombies, but Adam Cole is a zombie in AEW thinking emoji. But is he, but is no, he, he is, a zombie? In uh, AEW? He was,
1: uh, resurrected. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the same thing,
2: and also it's all very tongue in cheek in AEW. It's not literal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you He's imagine? not an
2: actual zombie.
1: Can you imagine? Uh, Adam Cole's music hits it all out and he comes out. Oh, <laughs> baby.
2: Can you imagine? He comes out dressed like the Yeti. Yeah. As like a mummy. And oh man, that would you be know, so funny. I would,
1: I would guess that they could make that work. Like they Probably. could do that and it would be funny. Like the yeah, BTV stuff. But yeah, anyway. This is. It's but
2: good. regardless, the Bachelor Party segment itself I thought was very funny. I thought yeah. like you said it achieved the goal, though it's pretty good. It was uh yeah. It was good. Good stuff yeah. all in all. Uh <laughs> they,
1: did the, they did the
2: way thing. They did. And I, I you know what? I went I, they did that and I went, Well that's good. I I legitimately got like, Oh, awesome. They they did they did a thing and they made mm-hmm. they made it make sense. They had a purpose, like you said, it was all very good yay this combined with like this episode having a much more of a focus on the in-ring stuff was also a good sign i think good let let people do a wrestle yeah i thought this was a pretty solid stuff all in all um regards i really don't have anything else to say about that segment because i feel like we've exhausted all there is to say about it because there was just a zombie there There was
1: just a zombie
2: no there wasn't
1: there was a zombie ref I don't know why. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. They did they really a bachelorette can't. party, too.
2: Oh, they sure did. We might as well talk about that now. Why not? Um, where it was a
1: terrible bachelorette party. Oh, sure my God. Was.
2: They sat around a table, and Caden and Carton and Casey Catanzaro were too busy doing a TikTok. And there was some other they're people.
1: They're so obnoxious. Yeah. They're so obnoxious, and they're supposed to be the baby faces at this table.
2: Yeah. I hate them. Yeah. I just, the thing is, I just hate TikTok as a whole. So inherently they go, oh, they're the TikTok tag team. I go, cool. I hate them. Thanks. Uh, Yeah. It's not just TikTok
1: though. If they, if this was like six years ago and they were Viners, I'd hate mm. them too. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. hundred percent. like, there's a lot of really, f- there's a lot of really funny content on those platforms. Mm-hmm. Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter aren't making it. They're just annoying.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, sure, whatever. They they did some stuff. Candice was very happy for Indy all of a sudden.
1: And cool. was like, you were a mentor for me. Thanks, Mom. And she was like, aw. Okay, thanks. Hug. <laughs> c- c-
2: cool. Yeah, no worries. Awesome. But regardless, let's get into talking about the rest of the show here, uh, which started off with uh, a nice long match between Ember Moon and Kaylee Ray, uh, which is nice for both of them to get a, a nice long match. As I'm glad they're actually doing some wrestling with Kaylee Ray and not just like, here's a squash match. Here's a squash match. Here's a squash match. Uh, so this was good to see. And it's nice to see Ember Moon getting in a nice long match as well. That was also nice to see. Kaylee Ray eventually won. There was a really cool um, ending sequence. Filled with like roll-ups and counters and roll-ups and counters and going back and forth and back and forth. All look very, very smooth into the Gory Bomb, and KD Ray got the win. Uh so yeah. There you go. It was good. I really
1: like this match. Mm. I really, really like this match. I and again, I said this in the edited review that I would kind of criticize Ember Moon for not doing anything in NXT, kinda like how I have been for the last few months. Her NXT run has been butt ass. But mm-hmm. That's the direction they're going with the actual storyline. So I'm willing to give that a break if it's being done for a point. I don't know that it's going to lead anywhere better, but at least they're giving me a little bit of hope that that might be the case. You know, she did an interview later on in the show saying that she hasn't won a match since losing the NXT tag titles. And, you know, it's just not been a very good time for her and stuff like that. And yeah, it hasn't. It sure hasn't, Ember. Ember. I don't think she's ever really had a great run in NXT. Like, Kaylee Ray said something like last week where she was like, You were a dominant NXT champion. And I was like, Where? Show me where Ember Moon was a dominant NXT champion because that was not the case. But as for this match, I thought it was great. Kaylee Ray's getting put over strong. You're getting to know her moveset a little bit better and not just in the confines of a squash match. Now she's doing it in actual matches with a good opponent. I don't know what's not to love. They got, like, 15 minutes to open the show, too. It was really
2: good. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. And I think I got both of them a bit more over as well. Not that, you know, Ember Moon's already over to a degree because she's pretty great on her past successes and stuff, but this, yeah, this, um, yeah, this was good. I really enjoyed this match. It was nice to see people doing a, a big, long wrestle on this show. So, yeah, I there like you go. That.
1: Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like people doing the wrestle.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, After that, we got the Bachelorette party from Andy Hartwell that we've already spoken about and then we got, yes, another match of Carmelo Hayes versus Santos Escobar. Uh, The point of this match, realistically, was to get over Electra Lopez by the end. Um, Both of these were good and it was nice to keep the plate spinning of uh, Carmelo Hayes following the the breakout tournament and stuff like that. Um, But I think the idea here was to show that Electra Lopez is effective is as part of the get at Fantasma now uh she makes a difference to the team uh which she did she bought she um body slammed uh Kamlo hayes behind the rest back this made me laugh quite a lot where um joaquin Wild and uh Raul mendoza distracted the referee Alejandro lopez grabs him body slams Camilo hayes on the outside stands over him with her jacket off uh like breathing down on him and the referee turns around and goes that all happened <laughs> it's like you don't work it out. Carmelo is on the floor. She's standing over him. Do you want to work this one out, ref? Uh, but regardless. Um, it was it was pretty cool. Santos then won with a phantom driver, got the win over Carmelo Hayes. Thought this was good stuff. Carmelo losing isn't a terrible thing, uh, especially when it's by distraction like this. They're putting over the new person that's joined the new faction. It was all good. Kept the plate spinning Our Carmelo becoming a regular in NXT now, not just the breakout guy. So that was good, I thought. I don't I don't
1: agree with that last bit i don't want him to be just a guy losing matches and such yeah. you know like he wins the breakout tournament he's getting a title shot that's a big deal and then he loses why is he losing you don't have to have him lose i love the match the match itself i thought was great and these two are two guys that i think will mesh really well together they've got fairly similar like cruiserweight styles where they're a lot more like high flying and agile and it's really good stuff and I really like the match but why are we beating the guy who's getting the title shot
2: yeah that's fair like, I can believe that
1: it's the same sort of thing that has been going on here for like a while where it's like oh someone's getting set up to, to challenge Walter let's beat him <laughs> don't do that just don't do it just don't
2: do yeah. that Yeah, you know,
1: I it's it just feels like very WWE booking, like, hey, this person just won money in the bank, let's have them go on a losing streak. It's like, you don't have to do that, that's the opposite of what you should be doing.
2: Yeah, yeah, focusing on the
1: positives. This is a very good match. I feel like this hit row legato del fantasma thing has been going on forever, like, you know, yeah, like it's been going on since before Swerve won the title. Mm-hmm. And that was in like June. That was like three yeah. months ago. And typically, by this point, we would have gotten a match already.
2: And, and like, I they know did
1: the, they did the six
2: man tag, but yeah, we won the North American title match between Santos and uh, and Swerve, right?
1: Yeah, and I know I criticize WWE a lot for doing like the multiple rematches, and I'm not advocating they do that here by any means. But it feels like, what are we waiting for? Here we went through a takeover that probably could have used like another title match on it, and we didn't get it there. And it just kind of feels like we're spinning our tires a little bit. Like let's 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 pick up the pace a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um. And in response to, I've seen a lot of people saying they want like an intergender war games. That would be in November. That's another two months. Of this story. That's a terrible
1: idea like because you can't it it breaks the idea of like the man advantage deal right Mm -hmm. because like if you start with the women and they're going at it well then a man comes in and he can't fight the woman right Mm -hmm. so like what do you do for the next maybe he just like handcuffs her to the cage and lets the other woman do the thing but even still that's wonky and then similarly if you have all the men go in first and then the women come in none of the men can fight the women at the end it's just like, uh, because WWE doesn't like doing intergender stuff, I don't really think an intergender war games match would work.
2: No, me neither. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, after that, uh, we then had a Diamond Mine promo introducing the Creed Brothers, uh, who were there last week. Um, but then saying it was Malcolm Evans just basically saying that they're, they're here now and they're going to have a match later, uh, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, and then we had the announcement of a Fatal 4-Way number one contenders match between uh, Pete Dunne, L.A. Knight, Kylo Riley, and Tommaso Ciampa, uh, which will take place next week. That should be a very fun match, I would think, uh, and I would assume if his contract situation is sorted, Pete Dunne's going to win that, probably, and if it's not, then I guess he isn't. <laughs> I, what a strange
1: know. time we live in, isn't it? Right, Pete yeah. Dunne and... Kevin Owens now, mm-hmm. like, yeah, man. I don't know. I was watching. This is unrelated a little bit, but I was watching a clip that Alex McCarthy had posted on Twitter, just of mm-hmm. the Adam Cole carrying cross uh, promo, the one that was really famous mm-hmm. from like a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really just buried the champion six feet under and dipped. <laughs> Shut and it. you know what? Props to you, Adam Cole. <laughs> he just said, "I'm the I'm better than you. I'm the best there is." And now I'm leaving. And, he and did now it.
2: I'm good. And I'm gonna go be the best somewhere else. Yeah. Legit.
1: Respect. Mad respect. Yeah. I don't know what he uh, gonna do, but
2: we'll see. I'm looking yeah. forward to a match with him and Champa. That should that sounds fun. Yeah, that should be good. That should be good pretty good fun. Um Creed Brothers then had a match. The, these new Diamond Mine recruits against some enhancement talent. Didn't write their names down because it didn't really matter. Uh, they won pretty handily. I thought, I I thought their introduction was okay, and I feel like Diamond Mind is starting to get a bit of a uh, Uh, yes, an identity. They're starting to get a little bit of an identity now, which is good. It just feels very weird to me that I thought what they're going for is super MMA training style thing, and they come out and wrestle in singlets, which is very very wrestling, like amateur wrestling style. I would have thought they'd have come out and, you know, like UFC shorts or whatever. I thought that would have been a bit more. Sure. It just felt like it was a little bit of a mixed message between like, oh, we're pure wrestlers and we're MMA fighters. And I feel like they're different things, but they feel like they're the same thing. But regardless, I thought the Creed brothers looked pretty cool. Um, They they, they had some good intensity to them. They they kind of threw the other guys around the ring quite a lot. Um. It was good, solid stuff. I I didn't think it was blow away by any means, but it was good. It was solid. And I feel like if they continue down this path, Diamond Mind is starting to find an identity and they need to just keep following down this this road that they've paved now.
1: I agree. I think that they have done a decent job this week of introducing these guys in the ring. My only real I I don't even know if I would call it an issue necessarily But this presentation of these two guys is like, it's very generic and it's very basic. And I think that works for like, they're being introduced. They're like new recruits going into the gym. So it's almost Mm -hmm. like young lions in new Japan where they're not given a bunch of gimmicks right away. They're just wearing black trunks and everything like that. So I'm, I'm with you so far. I think that works now. But if this is just going to be them forever, I think you might run into a little bit of a problem because, like, the presentation is fairly generic. They, they're, I don't know, they look fairly generic. I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's a couple of guys, basically. They're big guys, for sure, but, I mean, like, they don't got any tattoos, they don't got, like, cool hair, facial hair, or, like, a distinguished look or anything like that, so... If this goes on for a while, I, I think it runs the risk of them becoming kind of like Dash and Dawson or or whatever, where it was like, I don't know which one's which, and it doesn't matter. There's no personality traits between either of them. So that's something I would keep an eye on looking forward. But for a, just a quick three-minute squash debut, I thought this was good.
0: Yeah,
2: and an idea I'd, I'd like your opinion on, what do you think if that's the point? if they're supposed to be kind of dis- not very distinct at all, they're Diamond Mine products. And maybe like Creed Brothers, maybe they don't work out and they get in a couple of other guys that are also generic stand-ins and just be like, this is the Diamond Mine style. You're going to dress like we want you to dress. You're going to wrestle how we want you to wrestle. You're going to have no distinctive features whatsoever. But that's that's the signature diamond, sty- diamond Mine style is you wear the singlet you do this style and you win. That's And it's just like a factory of them producing diamond mine style wrestlers kind of thing. I I wouldn't hate that if they if they start getting more and more people in and they all kind of follow this generic pattern. And then you have like Roddy Strong and Malcolm Bivens up at the top and like they're the only ones in like tracksuits or whatever and being like the cool guys at the top. Maybe Roddy Strong gets someone a bit more distinctive about him, gets a unique hairstyle or whatever. So he's the distinctive one out of all these like sea of generic faces kind of thing. It could maybe work. There's maybe something there, I reckon.
1: I think I think there's potential in an idea like that. It's just like I don't know that I have a lot of faith in NXT to go that direction and like stick with it, you know? Mm. Because yeah, that yeah, is yeah, an I idea I think is 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 solid, where it's just like, no, 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 you're not going to be flashy. You're just gonna mm. win. We're not yeah. gonna teach you how to be a showman, we're gonna teach you how to be a fighter and we're gonna teach you how to win. Yeah. I like that idea, and I think that works. If it is stuck with, and they do that with multiple people, and make sure to nail home that that's the idea, mm-hmm. I think that works. But it just seems like a very WWE idea to be like, well, that's what we're going to do, and not explain that part. We're just going to ha- like do the they look generic part, and then not explain it afterwards. So, I like the idea, I just want to see them like commit to it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, we then had a little thing of Zoe Stark and Eros Troy getting ready for their match, and they still aren't on the same page. Cool. Amber Moon then cut a promo. Uh, yeah, a she's a promo. loser. She sure Who's is. Sad about it. Yeah. Cool. That's I'm that's glad. It. I'm I'm glad they acknowledged it. You know, that's good. Referencing your own continuity is good. Sure. There you go. You just have
1: her not be a loser, though yeah totally you know like there are not a ton of challengers right now like there's kaylee ray there's frankie monet and after next week frankie monet will be at the back of the line so it's
2: like which is wild because i thought frankie monet was going to be the one to dethrone Raquel gonzalez but now they just go and she has a title match next week and you go well she's not winning then is she goodness me sure isn't it'll be it'll it'll be kaylee ray Yes, totally, yeah.
1: They're going a lot harder with Kaylee Ray than they've gone with Frankie Monet or Saray mm-hmm. or anyone else.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we then had a Hit Row promo, which was good. They're always good. They're Hit Row promos. I love them. <laughs> yeah, they could have Hit Row promo
1: on Legato del Fantasma. I feel like we've seen this mm-hmm. a few times now. Yeah. I, I, I've said this a lot before, but it struck me again today. I really love when... And like promo styles are all distinct, you Mm -hmm. know, like not just like the person cutting the promo, but like the presentation of the promo, Mm -hmm. like Hit Row does theirs in a studio and that's cool. Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa do theirs like in front of a garage door sitting in chairs and it's like that one's not super distinct, but it's still kind of unique, you know, like no one else does that. And because no one else does that, when I see it, I was like, Oh, is it Chava promo? Like it instantly clicks. And I've mm-hmm. always loved that kind of thing. And that extends to like Malachi Black doing that in AEW. That extends to when the Shield showed up in WWE and they were doing the little handheld mm-hmm. camcorder promos. It extends to Tyler Breeze doing his selfie promos. I love that kind of stuff. It makes everyone feel like so much of a bigger star.
2: So yeah. Minor and- detail I just wanted to point out, but I yep. like that. We then got the women's tag team title match between Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter versus e- uh, EO Stark, EO Shirai and Zoe Stark. We got Intangibles Tempest. We sure did. And oh boy, so Casey and Caden's Intangibles were evasive, disciplined, feisty, and agile. <laughs>
1: you know? All right. I think I think those are all adjectives. Annoyingly, they are. So they got they got it right here. I was hoping that they mm. would go like two for two with the other ones, and then they didn't do that. No, but they really didn't. For here they started off strong. I would have put off... like annoying or something because they're very annoying with their stupid TikTok dances and everything. But does that
2: class is feisty? Is that is that is that similar? They're just like. I... I've never looked
1: at someone doing a TikTok dance. It was like they're so feisty. It's like, (laughs) no, I'd be like, oh my god. (laughs) But they are disciplined. Swear to God, if they start flossing in the middle of one of these matches, I will turn off the show.
2: Oof, don't. I will turn off the show. Don't say that. You know they watch this. You know they watch it. Um, and then we had the intangibles for Iroshiro and Zoe Stark, which were fearless and strength.
1: They have fearless strength. Fearless, strong. Stop, <laughs> please. Also, and that,
2: that's literally they've just done. EO, fearless. Zoe Stark strength. Done. Why is she strength? Why does she have strength? Everyone, Everyone. has strength.
1: They're all wrestling. Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. Sure. I don't care. No. Nope. Don't fine. care.
0: Before well, we get into
1: the actual match, Dion Schwat has an excellent point. Can we get NXT security to throw out fans that just scream at the top of their lungs? God, I was going to tweet that and everything, but I just like, I don't want to put negative energy out there, but for God's sake, I have like a list of matches in my head that are ruined for me because of annoying ass fans. And now this is one of them. Mm -hmm. The friggin' Brett and Bulldog match at Wembley when the person with the frickin' blowhorn is doing the thing the whole match. And then Edge and Eddie Guerrero have their great, one of my favorite matches of all time, their no DQ match on SmackDown. There's just some goddamn woman screaming at the top of her lungs the whole time. Ooh, shut up. I promise (laughs) you, I promise you, NXT security, you can throw these fans out and they will not get the upper hand on you. I will love you forever. Please oh, yeah, get out of the yeah. CWC, please. Charge admission. Do something.
2: Yeah. It was really bad. And I genuinely couldn't tell whether it was on NXT or whether it was someone screaming outside of the office. And I kept like having to pause. And I'd be like, Hell is going on? And then i play again and then the scream would start again. And then I pause and I'd be like, the hell? Why are people screaming? And then I play and I'd go, Oh, it's in the crowd. Oh, that's bad oh, mm-hmm. stop doing that. Um, yeah, no, I hated that. Uh, but in the match itself, um, the champs retained eventually. The whole story of the match was, how can they coexist? And then they kind of did. Uh, they didn't initially. There's a lot of like hard tags and blind tags and stuff like that. But, you know. Yeah. I thought was, the match was whatever. good. It was good. The, match and the action was really good. You know, I'm, I, 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 I really like, sorry, I really like Casey and Caden's tag team offense. Once they started doing like a, a lot of like double team moves that they do together, I think they look really good.
1: Yeah. They, they have a lot of very good, like high flying stuff. And the opening sequence of this match, when they were reversing all their moves and everyone was like doing a cartwheel and a handstand and a round off back handspring and everything like that. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. This is really good stuff. I don't get the EO Shirai Zoe Stark thing at this point. Like, it's one thing if you're like, I don't know, pick a can they coexist tag team where it's like, that's the gimmick that like, they don't like each other, but they're forced to being put together like Angle and Benoit back in the day where it's like they hate each other, but they're great. And they're forced to be in this tag tournament. And now they're going to go and they're going to win the tag titles and everything like that. If EO doesn't like Zoe Stark, just don't be a tag team. And it's not even to the point where it's like, I don't like you, but we work well together. So let's let's be a team, and we're going to win matches. She went in there, and she was just like, I'm not going to tag you. I'm going to do this by myself. It's like, it's a tag team title match. Mm-hmm. That's the gig here. Yeah. So I was, I was just like, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't it's get like- it. i have never... Never got it because they've never given us a reason for her to dislike Zoe Stark other than her being a terrible person at a sushi restaurant. But like other than her being
2: very racist, yeah. Um, but like, if this was their first tag team match together, story makes total sense. If sure, he was like, "I don't want to be in a tag team with you." Sure, I'll fight because you know I want to get my payday because I want to win. But I'm going to do it by myself because I really don't want your help. They're tag team champions. They've been teaming a few times now. Like, sorry, you're yeah, like, you're champions likes- now. You. Yeah, and it's like you got you got to like you got to actually like defend your belts and and be a tag team now. So the whole thing of them being like, I don't want to be a tag team. It's like, well, stop being a fucking tag team then. Sorry for the swear. I don't know. Yeah, that wound me up. Yeah, um, I
1: withheld my swear during the the people screaming. Yeah, you did. I, I sorry, I'm
2: a bit out it of it tough. today. But I I I didn't have the self restraint. Um, also, Jonathan Edmond, Tempest, uh, Tempest beat hate fans. That's the new headline. Yes. I hate, I hate screaming
1: fans, I sure I, do
2: I hate fans, ap- un- unless they're in Chicago In which case the crowd is great <laughs> Oh my
1: god uh, I, I fell asleep last night Watching the clips that I recorded Just of people freaking out At like the Lucha Brothers winning And then Adam Cole debut And the Suzuki Kazanina Ray bit Like, that's so cool Dude. I wanna Dude. go back I wanna replay that yeah. night just over and over again So good
0: Yeah,
2: uh, but after the match itself, though, uh, we got the, the new faction of Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, and Mandy Rose. They then beat up Carter and Casey on the stage, and Mandy Rose has a mask on. All right.
1: She's uh, she's LeBron. She's broken or, nose. LeBron. Yep,
2: yeah, or Brandon Cutler, or Cody Rhodes. I was
1: going to say that, damn
2: it. Yeah. You know, any, I was any thinking of the above. Uh, she would be a
1: really good person to just do, like, the undashing Cody Rhodes gimmick mm-hmm. again. Like yeah. I feel like that's one that they could kind of recycle through and do again. Just have someone who's like, you know, a hot blonde break her nose and have to wear a a, a mask and everything, and just be like, I'm pissed off. You made me not beautiful, you know? <laughs> do that with like Carmella or something. I don't know. I just oh, saw yeah. and I was like, It's
2: like you could do that.
0: That'd be oh, yeah, right. also
2: also Seamus. Thanks, chat. Forgot about that one. And that's like now Sure. I don't want to rule. Um yeah. but I do have a question. I know they're a bunch of heels. Uh-huh. Did they have an interaction with Casey and Caden before? Uh
1: I mean Casey and Casey and uh Casey and Caden beat them to win this title shot like two weeks ago.
2: Right. Okay. Cause I was like, why aren't they just beating up Saray? Because she's the one that did the thing. And I know they beat her up last week, backstage. But I just figured if they were a bit if Mandy was a bit mad about the whole nose breaking thing, surely she would have just gone after Saray again because she's the one that did it. It just felt a bit weird, but I guess it makes sense if they beat him for the title shot. Mm. Sure. Why not? I forgot that happened, I'll be honest. Um, we then got a promo from Kyle O'Reilly. Cool. <laughs> again, a lot of these promos were just like, and they did a promo.
1: They sure did. Yeah. You know, it was just like, it was, it was all right. I mean, yeah. I'm still not super into Kyle O'Reilly's promos and everything. No. We'll see what happens next. You know, there's something about the delivery of, like, the end. It just felt contrived.
2: Yeah. you know. Also, Jay Williams just want to say, no, they didn't have a championship contenders match. A number one contenders match makes sense. Because you have two teams that want to go for a title shot, they face off, and whoever wins gets to face the champions. A championship contenders match is when you face the champions for a chance to face the champions! Which you're already doing! That's why it doesn't make sense. I hate championship contenders matches so much. They're one of those <laughs> things. It's one of those things that, you know, you know how you have Dexter Loomis, and that just kind of grinds get well, the, the index story, for m- the most part, in months gone by, was your thing that just got under your skin and it just made you so mad every time. Championship contenders matches is that for me. It just makes me so angry that they fundamentally do not understand storytelling at the most basic level to have championship contenders matches. They literally they it's anti storytelling is what it is. Also sure. I found out that, that they're gonna be doing Tegan and Knox versus uh Tegan and Knox. Shotzi and Knox versus uh Tamina and Natalia again, in a championship contenders match. Bearing in mind, they've already beaten them in a championship contenders match. Thank you, Tempest. I leave for one week and this happens again? Apparently. Yeah. Apparently, that's what they're doing. I you didn't know, actually I, see I it.
1: Can't, I can't watch SmackDown. I can't I work under these conditions, Pete. I won't do it. I, I can't
2: watch this friggin' match four times! I haven't seen the announcement, but I saw oh. Sean tweet it. Just no, like, be like having a fourth one. Trolling. They have and to got... be trolling, and he was saying so. Like they've beaten them three times, so they're doing another championship contenders match, and they're just expecting us to just forget that they've already had one. <laughs> like, man, oh, That's I saw that special. That four
1: great wrestling shows this week. You sure did, buddy. Four of them. Hours yeah. of upon hours of wrestling matches and I do not have it in me to watch Tamina and Natalia lose to Tigi fucking time <laughs> I can't do it Pete <laughs> oh
2: boy oh, here's my one.
1: Oh my god
2: one. it's fine it's fine it's- anyway, Kyle O'Reilly did a promo. Then we had Dexter Loomis' Bachelor Party that we already spoke about. How did about we with get How did know. we get to Natalia and Tamina for- I from Kyle
1: O'Reilly's promo? It I had care.
2: nothing to do with anything. We're just oh, ready. Christ. We're just ready on, on a drop of a dime to just talk about anything that annoys us. Um, oh, we then had Mei Ying make her in-ring debut. And this was a debut. You know what? It was mildly better than I thought it was going to be because I expected absolutely nothing. Um, sure, it was fine. She did uh, her thing. Is the the little nerve pinch thingy? It's not really a choke. It's the, the the thingy that someone else used to do that I forgot. Is it Meng used to do that? Sure, so whatever. Meng. They're just combining them, <laughs> Mei Ying, Mei Ying and Meng.
1: <laughs> yeah, do do you think that that years from now they're gonna look back at this debut as a Mei Ying classic?
2: Oh, that's good. That's good, Tempest. That's very good, mate. Um, it was it was fine. I I expected nothing, and it delivered slightly more than nothing. So there you go. Expectations yeah. exceeded. Sure. I have nothing else to say know. about it. it was I, I,
1: I don't really care about Mei Ying. I kind of lost my mind about Mei Ying and Tian Shah and everything like a couple weeks ago. Whenever Boa lost to, to Zion Quinn or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. I just, I don't really care. And seeing the, the debut of Mei Ying, I'm just kind of like, all right, she's been sitting in a chair for like eight months. I'm, I'm
0: over it.
2: And hey, to be fair, just from her demeanor that she's had for the past however long, I was expecting kind of a very slow, methodical style of wrestling. She did a cartwheel, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah. cool!" There you go.
1: Yeah, that is, it was more than I was expecting, yep. but I can I can just already tell that this is going to be a character that I'm not excited to see wrestle, and that's yeah, the thing because I don't like spooky wrestling. That's just that's just me, you know. I don't I don't get excited to see that kind of stuff, so. But when Tempest, I, when you I... got
2: excited about Adam Cole and he was resurrected from the dead.
1: True. That is very mm. spooky. I would be yeah. very scared. I talked to Adam mm. Cole. I should be a lot more scared than I was. True. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever.
2: Mei Ying anyway. Bebe. <clears throat> Mei Ying Baby. We then got an LA Night promo. Okay. And then we got MSK getting ready for their uh for their title match. Then we got a Champa promo. Okay. And then we had the main event of Lorcan and Birch versus MSK for the tag titles. Intangibles! (laughs) (laughs) Lorcan Uh. and Birch had Striker, Resilient, Brawler, Grounded. I don't know what half of those mean, but that's okay.
1: I feel like the Intangibles should be for them as a team. And not yeah. just listing four of them that you can clearly you can clearly tell, like you can't be striker and brawler mm-hmm. and grounded. Like these are th- ones for different people that they've just put together in the same thing.
2: Yep. Figure it out. Yeah. Uh, whatever. MSK, high flying, speed, heart. Speed. Speed. They, um they, they also, take a lot of speed. And then, you bam. can literally measure speed. It is tangible. It is one of the most tangible things. It is quantifiable and therefore tangible. <laughs> sure. Whatever. High <laughs> flying is also not an intangible. That's a wrestling style. That's not an intangible. That's just their style of wrestling. Sure. Whatever. Speed. I don't care. Speed. Um um sure my first note about this match was msk win but yeah. i'll be honest it was fine it was a good match it was fine
1: i like this match i like this match a lot you know yep. i thought i thought that danny Birch and oni lorkin i always want to call them danny lorkin and oni Birch. <laughs> i don't know why i know that's not their names but every time I sit down to do the edited review, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, and Danny Lorcan and, and, and Oni, Oni Birch. And I'm like, damn it, again. That being said, I thought that they really did a good job of like bringing out a lot of the potential of MSK here. Like, mm-hmm. Wesley in particular, they did a sequence in the corner where I was like, hell yeah, Wesley, you're doing a really good job tonight, brother. Good for you. They just had a lot more mm-hmm. to them tonight, I thought. And they haven't had a whole lot of matches where they've looked really strong. The the Champa and Champa and uh and Thatcher, their match, they didn't come out of that match looking super strong. They just kind of eked out a win, but it was still good. Here they were just a better team and it was really, really good. I liked seeing that a lot. And they actually got me at one point. I thought Birch and Lorcan were gonna win the tag titles when they both had uh the submissions on them. Mm-hmm that was a good little
2: spot and then they just fought back and won and I was like hell yeah very good main event yeah it was good also you may have heard me laughing just at this comment there's no way to measure speed yes there is (laughs) (laughs) he's thinking of momentum those are two different things buddy (laughs) you can measure momentum you can yeah it's also speed equals distance over time literally a (laughs) formula literally (laughs) a formula to measure speed (laughs) it's one of the easiest things to measure (laughs) Oh. oh, boy! Thanks, I love, thanks, thanks I thanks for love this. that one out. Um, that was good. I, I, that made that me shuffle. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but then after the match, it was all about the post-match angle. MSK one retained their ra- uh, ret- retained their rage. I just read the chat and saw the word rage. Um, I retain retained their titles, at and, all then, <laughs> and then. Uh, we then got the shock turn! Oh no! Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne turned on Larkin and Birch. I could not care less. I'm sorry, like, I'm I'm really interested in these four together. I have no interest in seeing them turn on each other. There's no reason for it. It's WWE just going, eh, sure. Unless they're gonna release Larkin and Birch, which, sure, why the hell not, you know? I wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if they did. Um, I, I, I don't uh I I don't get why they did this in the slightest. I I just think they're much worse off. Both both sets of them are worse without the other two with them. I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I the only real thing and it doesn't even make sense cuz like I guess you could do like Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland as a tag team, but you mm-hmm. could have done that anyway and still yeah, had exactly. them all be together. I really don't get this. I mean, I'm hoping that Danny Burch and Oney Lorcan don't get released. Mm -hmm. I don't want to speculate about potential releases or anything like that, but that would make me sad because I love this tag team. I think they're totally underrated and just one of the better tag teams WWE has. But, like, why'd you do this, guys? What's the upside here? They're more interesting as a a four-pack here Mm -hmm. than they are as two separate duos. Yeah. And it's just like I don't get it. I don't get that. I love the main event, but the post match, I was just like, why did you have to do that? Like it wasn't like a oh no, a heel turn mm. moment. It was just kind of like, oh, why'd you do that? I don't want I don't yeah. want to see that. Yeah. Come on, yeah. I want to see them together. Exactly. Like, Billy Birch came back like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I still love this show. I gave the show a five out of five in my edited review because I really like the you? wrestling on the show. Yeah. I wow. like the wrestling and I like the, the Bachelor Party segment. There was someone who was just like, oh, why didn't you lead with the opening match? So you gave that a five out of five. Haha, <laughs> Mark, I gave the Dexter Loomis thing a five out of five too. So stick that in your fife and smoke it. <laughs>
2: um, uh, yeah. I'll be honest. I, I, it was fine. I, I'm struggling to get invested in NXT. That's my I thing. I ju- I just, I really struggle to enjoy the shows these days because even if something's great, I'm like,
1: I can't tell if I, if I've crapped out or if Pete has. Uh, is it me? Is it me, fans, or is it Pete? Oh, no. Because he's just staring at me now. Uh-oh. What's happened? Oh, okay, it's Pete. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, fans. I was like, because I know that I crapped out during my swear. So I was like, I don't know. Is it me? I'm just going to let Pete go in, the, in case he <laughs> was still talking. So I'm just kind of like, Whoa, oh, I don't know. Anyway. What did you all think of the show? (laughs) I'm seeing a lot of four out of fives. (laughs) Pete's trying to come back. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I had a really strange interaction. I was like, I don't know if it's my internet or his internet or what. The thing
2: is, I could still hear you, but you couldn't hear me. And then both the cameras went off, but I could still hear you. And I was like, well, this is terrible. (laughs)
1: Well, that was, exactly. that was a fun way to, to end the show. Yes, I agree. Sure. I'm having a very hard time getting invested in any storylines, but there weren't really any storylines on this show. There were just wrestling matches, and mm. I like wrestling matches. You know, like I went to see GCW on, uh, on Friday, and I yeah. don't really know about any of the storylines that they've got going on other than like yeah. Matt Cardona and whatever, and he wasn't on the show. So I was able to watch it and just be like, just give me some great wrestling matches and I'll be happy. And I feel like that's what we got on this episode of NXT. So this gets a thumbs up from me.
2: Let's see what uh, you guys thought. Let's get into your ultra chats here. Last chance to get those in at com forward slash support. We'll read out all the ones that are five bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. The intangible one, Cliff Beard, says uh, Zombie Ref is Canadian. And as a Canadian, I can confirm I've met people who act like Zombie Ref was acting. Sure. Um, uh, uh, also, uh, Maying's Ying's finisher isn't a choke. It's Haku slash Meng's Tonga death grip, which I think is supposed to be a nerve hole. Yes, that is what it's supposed to be.
1: Sure.
0: Cool. cool. cool.
2: Charles Berg. Hey guys, it's only a coincidence, uh, but Marvel's new What If episode is zombies. It was way too short. So maybe NXT has a big Marvel fan in the writing room, or it's a leftover zombie from Priest versus The Miz that integrated into society like Shaun of the Dead.
1: Yes, probably I that. Would, I would like any of these to be the actual explanation.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. Literally anything would have been fine.
1: Yeah, like the ref well, just got a beat during that. No, none of them are gonna be
2: good because zombies no. aren't real. Stop doing yeah. stupid hokey
1: BS. But yeah.
2: Yeah. At least if it, it was better. And all they had to do was literally just be like, you know, if Cameron Grimes was there, or they had to be like, Hey, do you remember that match you and I had at Halloween Havoc? Well, just to remind you of it, we brought along this guy. Look at we made him dress up like a zombie. He's not actually yeah. a zombie. He's dressing up like a zombie and he's gonna commit to it for the whole thing. It's like that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And
1: I I don't think uh, I don't think we really even touched on it, but like uh, Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis like did a truce when mm-hmm. when he showed up. I like that. That's attention yeah. to detail because like I was so prepared for them to, to not acknowledge their history at all and just to do their bachelor party, and I would have been like these fools, these guys feuded last year, and they're not even going to mention it. And then they mention it. I was like, oh, well, yeah. look at that! Look at yeah. that attention to detail. Good for no, them.
0: I don't uh, know why any
1: of the other geeks were at that bachelorette or bachelor party. Like what does Drake Maverick or or uh, Odyssey Jones have to do with Dexter Lewis? <laughs> they're fun people. They're have, you ever fun seen, guys. have you ever seen a show? Like the first one that comes to mind for me is like The Flash, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched The Flash at all. Maybe. I
2: haven't seen The Flash, no.
1: Okay. Well, they do uh they do a wedding angle in that show, and mm-hmm. at some point they do a bachelorette party for the, mm-hmm. the main female lead, right? Yeah. And the writing in that show is so bad that the only people that were at her bachelorette party were her dad's co-worker, the, the other girl that works with The Flash, who they acknowledged they were not friends. Nice. And then a chick from another series, the chick from Arrow. Those cool. were the only people at her bachelorette party, right? Because nice. she was a poorly written character that had no character of her own, had no friends. Why do none of the people on this show have any friends? It's like, you just grab the most random collection of people and be like, mm-hmm. well, they're not doing anything. Bachelor party. Or go. in Andy Hartwell's case, at least they acknowledge that she doesn't have friends and she's mm-hmm. been a heel, so I'm okay with that part a little bit more. But like, I don't know, it just reminded me of stuff like that, where it's like, poorly written character, has no friends of their own. Yeah. They have to have a party, so
2: <laughs> let's just have a bunch of people that they don't care about at the party. And hey, Dexter not having friends would totally make sense, because he's creepy you shouldn't Uh have any friends so just don't have anyone there that could be part of the gag see that's a joke that has (laughs) that's actually a joke having that there and you acknowledge it that's fine ten rosa says hey guys sorry i didn't watch the show today because i can't bring myself to watch it now i will check it out next week but yeah don't know about it now also kevin owens has me fantasy booking so many people leaving wwe to aew nxt releases is interesting it is the people who've already been released, I assume, not more of them, because we don't really like people losing their jobs, but, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, I would not I would not like to see that. Uh, mm-hmm. And by the way, for most of the people here, I've seen a couple of people say, like, oh, talk about hanging out with Denise and Sean, talk about karaoke, all that sort of stuff. That conversation will likely be happening on the Friday podcast with Luke and Denise. I don't know if that's news, but I think I'm going to be on that. So if you want to hear a bunch of all-out Chicago stories and everything, that's going to be uh, where to go um yeah. yeah kevin owens right like i've yeah. been saying for a while that like after the adam cole daniel Bryan, possibly bray wyatt batch i was like okay maybe now we put you know the the signings away for a little bit focus on your roster that you've got and we can go from there and they're like well kevin owens is gonna be a free agent and i was like okay one more, <laughs> one more. <laughs> yeah. you know we, well, i'm still with it like as soon as they t- they tell me a new name i was like oh, i want to see that I don't know that Kevin Owens is going to AEW. He's been a very big, like, WWE guy. Like, even before mm-hmm. he signed with them, I've seen interviews of him being like, yeah, everyone's dreams to go to WWE. Granted, that was seven years ago, and a lot has changed
2: since then. But, like, I don't know. Well, Mount Rushmore
1: like... of PWG. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, he was saying, apparently, he said in, like, a 2018 interview, he was just like, I don't see a reason why I can't live out the rest of my career in WWE which was the year before AEW was founded. <laughs> so yeah. like, I don't know, things might have changed. It's the same thing with yeah. Adam Cole. He was saying like the post-media scrum, just being like, oh yeah, you know, like I've always wanted to work in WWE. It's always been like my goal, but also there's AEW, which is great. So, you know, now I'm here. Um, yeah. But, you know, you never know. I don't know. I, the thing I'd, is... be,
1: I'd be very excited to see Kevin Steen would. back right. in right. AEW. That'd be pretty yeah.
2: cool. That would be amazing. And the thing is, if you see Kevin Steen, and we'd be like okay now we're done finally no more WWE people and then there'd be a report that comes out be like Sami Zayn's contract's coming up soon you'd oh. be like oh like okay one more just one more just one more <laughs> yeah. you know yeah at this point
1: I'm okay with it at some point they could move Rampage and have that be a two hour show and you could have like a giant roster of everybody in the world that's great and you could have just the most <laughs>
2: incredible wrestling roster of all time let's just, let's just go I mean. It's they're cool. already getting. They're already getting pretty close of having the most oh, incredible roster of all time. I agree. God.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's very. It's very impressive. But like, it sure is. I don't know. This was the one where I was just like, okay, let's let's cool our jets. Uh, actually, never mind. Let's nah. let's sign everybody. Let's sign everybody. Get people, in. yeah, why not?
2: Yeah, Brandon Rosen says, uh, I question the timing of Lorcan and Birch's beatdown with more NXT cuts rumored and a new NXT coming. This looks like a, uh, a lot like when Imperium kicked out Alexander Wolfe and then Wolfe got released two days later. What do you think? Are they done? Hashtag LIW444 life. Uh, I don't want to speculate too much about that. I, we already mentioned about it. I hope not. For I their, see their the sake, comparison. Yes. But I'm hoping that that's anything.
1: not the case. Yeah.
2: Yeah, totally. I'm hoping they can just go on and be a really good team because they are a very good team. So, there you go. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, Oh, we got a couple more, sorry. Uh, 10Rosso again says, Also, Tempest, so jealous of you for this past weekend. The FOMO was so real all the way here in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, But was so wholesome seeing all the great wrestling Jerno family together. Just wish I was there to party as well. Love you guys. Hashtag LIW.
1: Yeah, man. It was it was a very good time. I talked a little bit about it during the uh, podcast extras, so make sure you check out the audio podcast for this if you want to hear more about that. Or if you're a member, go and watch the extras on Wrestle Talk Podcast YouTube channel. It was a very good time. It was just really cool because it was the first time that I've gotten to do like in person wrestling stuff since the pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. like I got to meet Sean and a few of the people at Revolution last year, but this was different. Like everyone was here for this. Church of Joshi girls were here for this. Denise was here for this. I got to meet Phil Lindsay. That was cool. Like, all the Fightful staff was here. Like, so I just got to meet a ton of people, and we got to do, like, really fun stuff, so that's cool. Good. I want yeah. I want to go back and do more stuff like that, but getting into America right now is not fun. Mm,
2: no kidding. Uh, Robert Waters says, I really loved NXT this week. That being said, kaze Yes. That was, like,
1: maybe the biggest highlight of my entire week i'll be honest oh, oh it was
2: good. One no
1: ever. one knew no one i was sitting right next to sean and he was just like nope had no not a clue no that was coming and i was like oh just so cool i was also so sitting cool, next right? to izzy who had no idea who it
2: was oh really
1: but, but yeah uh, you can give her a break she's young
2: a dumb title today wasn't it tempest sure, it was, was. A
0: sure was dumb dude.
2: title for a dumb episode of a dumb wrestling show uh <laughs> anyway let's talk about other wrestling shows that you've been to you just go back from chicago you watched dynamite rampage and all out so oh, gcw and gcw of course uh so how was it i know i saw the pictures of you meeting everyone on twitter and stuff like that what was the whole experience for you like
1: uh, the first couple of uh, days before before everyone else got there uh, was a little bit rough, just because like not not a whole lot going on, and you know just wasn't wasn't like the most fun time or anything. Just sitting by yourself in a hotel room for most of it, because uh, there weren't really a lot of other shows going on. There wasn't really a whole lot to do. I was going to go to a Cubs game on Thursday, but it started raining, so I was just like, yeah, whatever. As soon as we got to like Friday, it was just like the best weekend ever. Right. Cause like I went to I went to a baseball game on the Friday. That was fun. Love the Cubs. Went to Rampage right after that and sat next to Sean. And then at the end of the show, uh, the Church of Joshi girls all were walking around the floor and they came up and they were like, Sean, Sean. And I like pulled my mask down. I was like, Alex, and I pulled out the Tempest mask, you know, as I do, just carry it around at all times. I pulled it out and was like, eh? "Yeah, that is is me." And they were like, "Oh my God, it's Tempest! Hi, come up to the concourse. You know, we'll we'll hang out." And so we all went up. We all said hi. You know, exchanged hugs, took pictures, and they were like, "We're going to GCW right now. If you want to come," I was like, "Okay." So I hopped in Sean's car and we took off for, for GCW, and that was, like, a really fun experience, you know, because it's, like, you know, it's an indie show, and it's during a time when all the wrestling media people in the world are kind of, like, together in one place, so there's a bunch of, like, people that you recognize from Twitter, and it's an indie show, so there are just wrestlers walking around, like, Juventus Guerrero was on the show, and he was just kind of walking around, so I was just, like, oh, that's, that's pretty neat. You know, and this is when I started meeting fans. So shout out to any of the fans that came up and said, hi, you guys were all great. That was, that was my Friday night. That show was long. It went until like two 30 in the morning (laughs) because it didn't start until after rampage. So I was tired, but we went and it was good. And then the next day uh, I went to, I think I went to pro wrestling tees on Saturday. Maybe I think I went to pro, yeah, I went to pro wrestling tees on Saturday and Val, the owner uh recognized me and we had a nice chat because she and luke have have talked before and everything and she was very very cool and gracious and everything having listened to a bunch of wrestle talk content so that was cool and then we went to karaoke on saturday night and that was a lot of fun sean stunned denise and they she was singing taylor swift and we turned that bar into like a wrestling bar because sean tweeted out where we were so it just became flooded with wrestling fans so that was a good time. Met some fun people there. And then, of course, Sunday was all out. I went to the uh, F4W Q&A before that. Got to meet Dave and Brian and just kind of like hung out with Filthy Tom Lawler for a bit and talked with Andrew Zarian and Garrett Gonzalez and the whole crew. So that was like that was really neat. And then I went to All Out, which was, of course, like the best pay-per-view ever. And then I had the the fun time of trying to get home, which was just, you know, travel and flights and everything, which is always so much fun. But without getting into a great amount of detail and everything because we do have to talk about this show, it was a very good trip by the end.
2: Yeah. I I lost my damn mind. Me and Ollie lost our damn minds just watching the show from here in this very sweaty studio. I can't imagine being part of that crowd. Good. God, what a good time. It, I'm very it jealous. Was a-
1: It was a different experience from anything. It was like when they did uh, the revolution tag and Omega kicks out Mm -hmm. at one after the the golden trigger. It was like that pop extended over three hours for like six or seven different things.
2: (laughs) It's just like
1: incredible.
2: It's amazing. Uh, But regardless, we'll probably have more uh, Tempest Chicago stories, TCS. Let's make that a thing on future podcast episodes. But for now, We need to get out of here because we started recording this a little bit late and we need to go live to talk about NXT. Uh, So yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. We love you very much. Stay safe. Take care. Goodbye.